This is a Ward Scott Files advisory. The Ward Scott Files podcast may contain material not suited for people who are easily offended. Trust us on this. This show contains adult information and opinions. Please protect small children, sensitive pets, fragile houseplants, and liberal relatives. Thank you. Like a warthog. He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me! Help! Help! Good morning, good morning, Coach Hog. Well, it is Professor Ward Scott assuming the role of Coach Hog in Coach Hog's locker room. Because I've actually worn both hats. And I'm waiting on a link to come through so I can see myself and see how you're doing. We do not dress up uh, the studio as a locker room. My golly, it'd be fun if we did. That'd be most disorderly place you can imagine, in some locker rooms anyway. And uh, we are, of course, always in the Melvin Law Studio. Melvin Law is the only official law firm partner of the University of Florida Fighting Gators whom a lot of people don't think are fighting much anymore and also protected by crime prevention. And that is John Pastore and Randy Elrat, 24-7-365. And brought to you by all the great people you see on our construction, uh, for example, that are advertisers here, Shoot GTR, a great place to practice your skills, very safe, very orderly, and getting better and better at offering all kinds of classes and competitions more and more every day. Well, where shall I begin? The marquee would have me begin, I suppose, at the national level. I don't even think you can think of it in national terms anymore. I think it's international. And that is the NFL. And the NFL, of course, is a money-making machine. I mean, it is incredible how it's kicking the cash off. And there's even a lot of discussion now about how having the girlfriend in the the press box or in the private, um, whatever you call them these days, I suppose condominium, having her in the private condominium there, Taylor Swift, has done all sorts of things for NFL football. It has married it to, literally, perhaps in figure, uh, perhaps literally, uh, and certainly figuratively, to a whole nother culture with a person who has a whole bunch of followers and fan base. And that has been very, very beneficial to the Kansas City Chiefs because of their quarterback, who's never, ever been not in. Did I get through that sentence? Okay. Never, ever been not been in a playoff final. They're in it again. I, I think my Zach, uh, my production guys, may or may not find it. But if they do, I will interrupt what I'm saying and play it for you. It is a sickening sound that I think is 
one of the most depressing things a Buffalo Bill could hear. I, I suppose the case could be made that the Tampa Bay team doesn't like it either, but certainly the Bills. It is the sound of a field goal attempt hitting a goal post. Now, I don't know if you've noticed this lately, but more and more, of course, they're trying these things farther and farther away from the posts. And the weather has been really kind of iffy quite frequently when they've tried them. So looking at it on the positive side of it, they've done a really good job of getting these things between the goalposts a lot of the time, given the circumstances. But on the other hand, given the competitive nature of these games and the defenses particularly, they've had to kick or try more and more of them from farther and farther away. And they have hit the stupid post. And when it hits the post, it makes a bong sound. And if you look at the faces of the Buffalo Bills, which would have put them tied, and then they could have probably had a fighting chance. This way, they had no chance with a minute or two left of the ball hitting the goalpost that they're keek or keek that didn't make it between the uprights. The Bills have got more bad luck, if that's the way you want to look at it. And the Chiefs have got more good luck. Yeah, guys, the Chiefs can't seem to mess it up no matter how hard they try. And, of course, Kelsey catches one yesterday, and that stirs the heart of the girlfriend in the booth, and all is well in Chiefville. So what can you say? The games have all been, for the most part, with the exception of one, as I remember, very good game, very spirited games. In this respect, the NFL has hit the charm button. They really have got people watching the game. And Zach, you find it? Well, we're looking for the bonk. Also, send me Okay, let's let's take a look at the one missed. Just for the fun. The game on the line, he will. 44 yards pass. No, he doesn't make it. Wide right. Wow. The two most dreaded words in Buffalo. The game on the line. Okay, that's right. That went far right right. Oh, there it goes. Oh boy. Oh boy. And of course the Keekers. This is all the keekers have got to do. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Yeah, give me the link so I can see it, too, if you get time, buddy. Uh, all the message. Anyway, we tried to get it for you. It's uh, it's out there somewhere. You, can, you want to hear it more than you see it. Because a lot of guys on the bench, they can't. Uh, they can't see it because everything's down the bench and they're 
they're, you know, they're pushing everybody aside. But they can dart your hear it, bonk, as it doesn't go through. Oh, boy. What a crazy, crazy, what a crazy moment that has to be. There's so much involved in it. Uh, so much, as they say, blood, sweat, and tears. Those guys have worked so hard, going all the way back to the, well, year-round now. They really condition themselves year-round. So I think that pretty much says it all right now for the pro version of the game, which is really growing as an international version. And it is um, more and more important element of the game. It's just not superfluous. It's uh, got meaning. It can change the direction, change the pocketbook, change the whole nine yards of what you do. So the field goal, it used to be the first guy I remember who could really kick the long one was Lou the Toe Groza, who kicked for the Cleveland Browns. When the Cleveland Browns had Jim Brown and Otto Graham. And then the Detroit Lions went and got Dempsey. And Dempsey had a only had half a foot on his right foot. And his shoe was blocked off in a square fashion. And so he was kicking. But they never kicked Lou the Toe and Dempsey. Never kicked the soccer-style kick. When the soccer-style kick came along, wow, um, we got away with the George Blandis, uh, the Dempsey's, the Lou the Toes, and we went to these guys with these legs that could whip that ball and drive that ball. And that became the soccer kick. You don't see anybody, anybody at all, uh, doing a uh, straight leg kick. The last straight leg kick that really, it's a quiz. It's a quiz. What was the last college straight leg kick that changed certainly the kicker's life as well as a life of thousands and thousands more. Tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. What was the last college straight leg kick that changed the kicker's life as well as so many else that associated with the college that the kicker kicked for. It was Steve Spurrier's 40-yard kick, straight leg against Auburn, as the sun was going down on fall afternoon, the regular field goal kicker for the University of Florida Gators is a guy named uh, Shade Barfield. We called him Shade because he was from Georgia, and he walked about like a boy. We'd been out in the sun all day and liked to find the shade. Took his time. It was an excellent extra point kicker but didn't have the toe to kick the distance. And Steve went to Coach Graves and said, I can make that. And Coach Graves, to his credit, believed Steve. And Steve went out there and kicked the field goal. 
I'm one of the first ones to suggest to Steve that just won him out of a trophy. After the game, we were walking back to one of the apartments that we were going to party in. I was walking with Steve. I said, Steve, you just won the Heisman Trophy. Well, by golly, it sure as heck brought him the Heisman Trophy. It would have brought him the Miami Dolphins, but the Miami Dolphins took Paul Greasy. And that sent Steve looking for a home. He thought then it was going to be the Falcons, but it was actually ended up the 49ers sitting behind John Brody. Wasn't the best of circumstances for Steve's birth. But I remember the days very clearly. Steve and I and George Grandy were putting on our living room rug in the apartments we lived in. When the phone rang, and it was Steve's agent saying the AFL and the NFL had merged. Now, that cost him quite a bit of money. Probably he would have been, Steve Spurrier might have signed for a million-dollar bonus. You know, Joe Namath had signed for almost a half a million. I believe it was 450000 And on the basis of that cash bidding war, the NFL and the AFL got together and said, so much differently than they do today. We can't keep this up. <clears throat> We're going to spend each other's money unnecessarily. Let's merge, have one league, and uh, we'll save each other money and be better for each of us. Now, remember, Joe Namath was drafted by the Jets, which was the AFL. And the Jets beat the Colts Johnny Unitas was the poster child of quarterbacks and considered to be the best and the NFL, the best team, the best league of the two leagues. And Joe Namath predicted a victory for the New York Jets, which he produced. I think it was 16 to 7. And there you go. After that, they merged. All that is in living color for me. I live that. I was right there in the middle of it. It was our time in the 60s to do so many things that hadn't been done before. So now we come to a stage where it is so much different, and yet it isn't so much different. Um, One thing is simple. Um, How shall I say this? You can't have enough money now. Um, Bill Napier, he's on the hot seat. Five and seven for the last two years. University of Florida, five and seven for the last three with the previous coach tacked in there. Um, 84, okay, teams went to bowls this year. Who did not go? Florida. Can you imagine a school as big as the University of Florida, which is much as, as much money as they spend 
don't go to a bowl, any bowl. I mean, the kitty bowl. They don't go to any bowl. So now they're stalled. If they don't do it now, we're going to get rid of Napier. Napier, we're going to get rid of Strickland. So Strickland, the athletic director, is going around saying he believes in the football coach. But, hey, six and seven in 2021, five and seven in Napier's first two seasons. Um, Florida has not had four straight losing seasons. Well, this is another quiz question. Since how far back do you think that goes? Let me take a sip of caliber coffee. How far back do you think it goes before Florida, University of Florida, has had four straight losing seasons? 1935 through 38. Now, the sports writers in the Gainesville Sun have written about this. They're writing about it out in the national publications. It's not good ink for the university. So now there's a whole, whole bunch of stuff. You know, you start looking and you start looking and you start seeing things you would not have looked for. Uh, team mistakes, um, bad defenses, um, offense sucks. Um, staff doesn't seem to be able to get anything done. Um, it's even drifted over, or started to, the University of Florida basketball program. And, you know, they've got two or three guys who are seven feet or darn near it, and they're losing. I got a call just before the show went hot. What did I think of the basketball team? Disappointed. Given what they've got, they've obviously got some talented guys. But, you know, what are they doing? What's happening with all that money, all that business involved in and the transfer portal and all that? What's happening? Even the women are although they're vastly improved. I really like University of Florida basketball coach. I think she's a very good coach. But she's got to compete with the Louisianas, the South Carolinas, um, the Stanfords, uh, the Ohio States, the Iowas. Uh, yesterday, for example, let me get this note right, Tara Van Der Veer, Stanford, women's basketball coach, became the winningest college basketball coach after her team beat Oregon 65 to 56, she's now ahead of Coach K. That's something. So you've got, and the Ohio State, Iowa game yesterday sold out. Basketball sold out. 
I love that. That's good. And they're playing good. Playing well. And on the pro level, Udonis Haslam, he retires after 20 years. He played here in Florida. Teddy Dupay. Um, he played for the Miami Heat. Still works for the team. I remember the day at Santa Fe College when the state high school champions came here to play running out on the floor together as high school players were Teddy Pay and Udonis Haslam. Udonis Haslam looked the same then that he does now. Trust me. He was a grown man in high school. So he, he's been a very important part under, of course, Billy Donovan, Florida basketball. And ever since then, Florida's had a tough time replacing Billy Donovan, Donovan, as the NBA announcers called him. His name, of course, is Donovan. Um, I don't know about Florida Gators. There's so many things going on right now that have made it difficult for them to compete. So much so that, get this, and this blows my mind, the University of Florida football team, I couldn't believe this at the beginning, but uh, Kevin Brockway has written about it, the USA Today Network, a lot of other places writing about it. The UF football team is under NCAA investigation. What? And it is a investigation. Now, let me see if I can get this right. Looking down through the notes here. Has to do with, I didn't think this was possible, with the recruitment of a 2023 five-star quarterback, Jaden Rashada. I'm sitting down, so it's not going to blow me away. Who reportedly received a $13.8 million NIL offer to sign with UF's 2023 class. Yeah, you heard it right. $13.8 million. And wasn't even in school. Not a pro offer. College. Now, according to this newspaper article by Broadway, the contract was later rescinded. Machado was released from his letter of intent. But then the kid turns around and signs at Arizona State. They're not under investigation. 
to my knowledge. Now, student athletes are now allowed to receive NIL deals through endorsements and collectives. I guess there are rules that remain in place by the NCAA that prohibit NIL from being used as a direct recruiting inducement. A direct, a direct. Well, that's splitting hairs. A direct recruiting inducement. How do you make $13.8 million an indirect recruiting inducement? At Florida State, supposedly, there was an FSU assistant football coach that facilitated a $15,000 per month. Let me read that again. $15,000 per month. or an NIL deal to a transfer student athlete. And you think that's weird. I think it's weird. Because I'm going to give you something from CNN about golfers. Yeah, universities have golf teams. They have tennis teams. They have that game you hit things with a stick. They come to me. But there's a 20 year old amateur golfer who just won a PGA Tour event according to CNN. But guess what? He's not a pro golfer. He's an amateur golfer. Well, here's what I don't get. The football players that were offered that money, they're not pro football players. But Nick Dunlap, he plays golf for the University of Alabama. He won the American Express Tournament Sunday at PGA West Golf Course in La Quinta, California. He had a 29 under par. His score of 29 was one stroke better than the South African professional, Christian Biznau, who finished second. But guess what? Nick Dunlap won't be able to collect the million five hundred twelve thousand dollar prize due to his amateur status. Why didn't Denton Houghton? 
or receive the first place prize. And the three players who tied for third place will be paid as if they finished in a three-way tie for second place. What? I never heard of anything so screwed up. Why is Dunlap, who's obviously a very good golfer, being treated any differently? Can you can you can you explain that to me? Anybody explain that to me? So today in Coach Hogg's locker room, Coach Hogg admits he's lived a long time. He's at the end of the trail. But things are stranger than they've ever been. I mean, I, 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 and I've heard congressional testimony. I've heard players, I've heard agents, I've heard coaches. They don't get it. They're all confused. But one thing seems certain. The definition of amateur football, college football, whatever you want to call it, is gone. It's changed. It's gone. It's over. And as an observer of the sport, are you seeing better products? That's a good question. Well, we're seeing awfully good products in these playoff games in the NFL. I mean, these guys, these guys can play the game. Except for, except for, the field goal kickers. We apologize, apologize, apologize for that. We're going to take a break here on Coach Hogue Locker Room. I'll put my other hat back on, I think. we get back and be professor. And we'll talk about some other things that are strange in our culture. It's our culture, so enjoy it while you can. Be right back on the Ward Scott Fox. Although the owner of Lewis Oil Company maintains she is 29, Lewis Oil turns 60 years old in June. Chevron would like to recognize the North Florida second-generation family-owned business, celebrating its growth and staying power. Lewis Oil Company maintains significant on-hand supplies, strategically located fuel depots, a delivery fleet, on-site service, fuel card locks, and convenience stores. Lewis Oil Company understands its responsibility in the local economy by providing service and delivery on demand and in crisis. As a first responder for 18 Florida counties and the southeast from Texas to Virginia, we are proud of this rare accomplishment. Lewis Oil delivers. This is Ward Scott, and I want to thank all our sponsors who keep the show going and pay the bills. The Ward Scott Files premium sponsors are Crime Prevention Security Systems, large enough to serve you, small enough to care. Melvin Law, the only official injury partner of the Florida Gators. 
Award Scott Files Gold sponsors are Lewis Oil Company, Shoot GTR, On the Spot Dry Cleaners, RR Construction, and Style Cuts. If you are interested in promoting your business on the show, you can visit our website, www.awardscottfiles.com, and click on the Advertise Here banner on the right side of the page or call my friend Freddie at 352-284-3733. Again, thank you to all the great businesses that support the Wardscott Files. And remember, if you like the show, thank our sponsors and support the businesses that support us. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. May God have mercy on your soul. Or that very much surprises me that you've never been tased. You can't handle the truth! All bees poop. Oh, the warthog. He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me! Help! Help! All right, welcome back to Ward's Weather here, by golly. And, um... I'm just scanning the computers here. Some interesting stuff to talk about. Brought to you by, of course, Lewis Oil Chevron gas stations. Gas, fossil fuel. Yes, gas, gas, gas. You know, in the cold weather especially, these electric vehicles aren't aren't cutting cutting it. They're leaving people stranded. Uh, They won't start. Um, They can't get them out of the ditch. So there you go. Yesterday, a couple of things happened. One in women's college basketball. And the other in NFL pro football. It was a great game between Ohio State and Iowa, women's basketball, Ohio State's facility. I believe it was Ohio State. Anyway, it was sold out. Well, yes, it was at Ohio State. It was sold out and went to overtime and 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 they beat Iowa, who was the number two ranked team in the nation behind South Carolina. The students flooded the floor and in so doing knocked down, didn't mean to, Iowa star, all-American basketball player, Caitlin. She's outstanding. And and her. We think she's going to be okay. But point one, some of these facilities are very lax and should not allow that for that reason. Letting these people flood these floors. The other thing that's come up, 
not all of these pro games have the good fortune to be in an indoors facility during these incredible storms we've been having in their geographical area. CNN writer is having some fun with this. He said there were icicles on Andy Reid's mustache. Yeah. He said that the players huddled around heaters. Yeah. Conditions at Arrowhead were incredibly difficult to deal with. Now, we know the classic was the Cowboy-Packer game. It's, 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 it's the standard. But we have so much money in the players, in the facilities, in the prizes. We even moved one of the games out of Buffalo to the afternoon on the following Monday. Couldn't have played it. I don't really remember that happening before. The only thing I remember football being affected by is lightning. But here it's been affected by cold weather. So the temperature at kickoff time in the Chiefs' 26-7 win over the Miami Dolphins, minus four degrees, with a wind chill of minus 20 degrees. It is the It was the fourth coldest game in NFL history. Uh, at the end of the January 13 game, the temperature was minus nine degrees and felt like, I always like that, felt like, Minus 28 degrees. Now, how much wiki have you got into you? Yesterday, there were images of Kelsey's brother, the center for the Eagles, who got their butts beat. He's in the stadium with his shirt off, doing the manly snow dance, I guess, impervious to cold weather. Then he is seen, God forbid, That man has no manners in front of Taylor Swift in the private mobile home of the owner up there in the stands with his shirt off, tipping back a wiki. There are heaters on the sidelines. They go to the locker room at halftime and wrap up themselves in all sorts of, you don't see it. Stuff to stay warm in there. Um, Hypothermia symptoms. Frostbite. Well, what are we going to do about it? I thought, didn't you? It was global warming. But in the weather report here on on, on the sports, let me read it to you. Extreme temperatures are the deadliest weather in the U.S. each year. And there we have it. Patrick Mahomes 
the quarterback for the Chiefs, broke his football helmet and his replacement when it hit the frozen tundra. What are they going to do? Oh, uh, well, I don't know. Should the game be postponed? That's all they can pretty much do right now. The fans are on their own. They do not keep them from bringing the body-warming adult temperature in a bottle. They don't keep them from bringing it in. There you go. I'm going to switch gears here for a minute to the local business here in the city of Gainesville. We had an interview the other day, Thursday. You want to go back and take a look at it. We had an interview with Craig Carter, who is chair of the GRU Authority. Authority Board. The GRU Authority Board is still feeling its way around in the dark of what it has the power to do with the incompetence of the city leaders and your money. They are still trying to get this straight. Meanwhile, they are getting ready to pump the city of Gainesville about a quarter of a million dollars into the Riker House. Let me just put it to you this way. It has a dubious reputation with real scandalous, potentially, if they're true, stories associated with some of the behaviors in and around that Riker House over the years not just having to do with the management of money. We'll just leave that alone for a while. But now, there comes talk of reinvigorating it. And people are shaking their heads. Furthermore, we know that we've had money walking off the place for years over there. We couldn't even audit the thing, the budget over there, because we didn't have any records to audit, audit from. So it's all screwed. And now they're going to reinstate the canine unit, which would, should never have been undone in the first place. There was no professional it wasn't for finances. It wasn't because the guys didn't know what they were doing. Oh yes it was. Yes it was. They were irresponsible. Those criminals were good guys. Same old tired argument. The story I'm getting is that the GPD police force 
is in miserable condition. Miserable. The same, you get the same story about ASL Sheriff's County. And depending upon what your agenda is, you'll find somebody to blame on. Either the immediate past sheriff or the sheriff before that sheriff. Maybe even the sheriff now is an interim. He blames it on the past sheriff. How about blaming it where it needs to be blamed? How about on the commissioners who meddle with it for political reasons? Hey, want free phone calls in the county. No canine unit in the city. We covered that story thoroughly. Best coverage. We should have won a prize for that. We should win a prize for a lot of stuff we cut. Prize is you. You get to know. You get to understand. So now, I've got an article here. They had the canine unit on the sideline for 10 months. I can tell you this. I know this, but I don't have the paperwork, so I'm not going to swear by it. But I know this to be true. The sheriff, at that time, Clovis Watson Jr., loaned GPD upon request his canine unit after GPD came to him and said, we can't function this way. Now, depending on whom was at the meeting and said what, and you may get a little bit of a different wrinkle. But basically, Clovis Watson Jr. covered GPD's need and believe me, there's need for canines. Because Watson refused to disband. Refused to disband. This this might have had some reason, you know, with Kramer going after him. Refused to disband the canine unit. I'm on the I'm on the board of Crime Stalkers. Let me tell you something. The canine unit saves the lives of police officers, human beings. You send those canines in where you don't want a human being going. Those canines will go into a place. Invariably, the guy is hiding under the bed or behind a sofa or in the closet under a bunch of clothes. Invariably. And invariably, he has the drop on whatever comes in there to get him. But he's scared to death if it's a dog. Because he knows the dog is going to find him right away. It would take a human being 
longer to find a human being hiding in a stack of dirty clothes than it will a dog. So the dogs are back. It's nuts. But they're only back at a minimum operational staffing level. If you wanted to know what a litmus test is, or whether or not a city is liberal or conservative, one of the first places you could look. Okay, I found this on the web for one of the first. Oh, places come on. Look. Check it out. Poor little, oh, poor little Siri. Um, if you wanted to know, you could know by looking at whether or not they have a canine unit. You could look at whether or not they have their books in order. Any number of things. So I'm hearkening back to last Thursday's interview we had with Craig Carter who's chair of the GRU Authority Board, and hoping that he can, they need one more board member, and maybe now that this Santos is bailed out of the presidential race, he'll approve that fifth member. Crazy. Crazy stuff. Crazy. I entitled today's show Coach Hogg's Locker Room Rust and Guns. I don't like Alec Baldwin. I don't know Alec Baldwin. So I'm about as bad a human being as you can be. Disliking somebody you don't know is Put you way down on my good guy list. Good people don't rush to those kind of judgments. But what I am basing it on, my dislike for Alec Baldwin, is his involvement in the fatal shooting of the cinematographer on the set of the film Rust. I have listened to him talk about handling the pistol. And in my humble opinion, he's lying. He is saying that he was told the gun did not contain any live rounds and that there was not supposed to be 
any live ammunition on the set. He was told that. He says, he didn't pull the trigger. He's not guilty. Whoever handed him the gun told him misinformation. Where is that mysterious person? It's the O.J. Simpson defense. The guys that did it got away. Let me just go back to why he's lying. And a lie of incompetence counts in my book. You never assume a gun is empty. Never. Never. In fact, it's the opposite. You assume every one of them is loaded to the hilt. You don't take anybody's word for that, nor should anybody ask you to take their word for it. Never. They should hand you the weapon Slide locked open, magazine out. The chamber up so you can look at it. You can look at it without touching it. And then once you've looked in it, you can pick it up, keeping the business end of that weapon pointed downrange or away from you all. He's got it pointed toward the woman. Is lying. Okay, you say, well, there was a person on that set that was responsible for gun safety. Well, this is Baldwin's show. Baldwin's movie. Baldwin is responsible for the behavior of that person. Right? I still predict we'll get out of it. Unfortunately, it won't bring the girl's life back. We are sponsored by Shoot GTR. If you want to learn every single detail about safe carry, safe 
practices, safe cleaning, safe handling. You call shoot GTR. They will definitely make sure you get the best instruction you can get. Sports Illustrated, in the short time I have left, is going under. You know, what's killed magazines? What's killed papers? Internet. The magazines are too slow. The papers are too slow. The podcasts are even faster than the radio. Because we're, yours truly, is constantly, it seemed like, looking at all these sources. Nevertheless, I hate to see Sports Illustrated go. Playboy is not the same. I, I actually, Playboy served a purpose. Sports Illustrated, Life Magazine, Time Magazine. I don't read any of these. Time Magazine. Something must be wrong with me. The union got involved as well. That hurt. The publication. Mandatory this, that, and one and another, or I won't help you print it. It's tough. Going to have a great guest tomorrow, Ramey Eagle Glenn, who is running for political office in this area. Going to be on the show, get to know her, find out who she is. We'll have a good time with her as a guest. Thanks for putting up with Coach Hall's locker room today. And have a great afternoon. It's going to be a little chilly here, but manageable. Fort Hall Command Center out.